Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 219 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. Well, folks, you guys know, know the routine. Uh, sleepy J? No, maybe, yeah, a little bit sleepy. <laughs> I see Wolf Castles already showed up in the chat box. Uh, sleepy might be one way to put it. Uh, the other way to put it might be that I'm uh, fairly drunk. Uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> Today is the day that uh, me and the wife became wine people. So I had a glass of wine before the show, uh, just shortly before the show. Um, I think uh, we got it the right size. Uh, basically, from what I've been told, you are supposed to get uh, about four glasses of wine out of a bottle of wine. Is that correct? Uh, I see that Jush has signed in, so I know he knows all about that. Uh, but, but that's from what I understand uh, the correct math. And uh, looking at this bottle here, there's about uh, half of it left. So I think, uh, and we took, you know, it was two glasses, one for me and one for the wife. Um, first time I can recall drinking wine. I'm sure I've drank, tried wine in the past, but it was like when I was in my late teens or early 20s. Uh, and uh, never had any interest in it uh, after that because I didn't like the way it tasted. Um, so uh, we had, when my wife got home from work, uh, we go ahead, went ahead and opened up a bottle and, uh, which by the way, was a lot harder than I imagined. And I actually, uh, eventually had to give up cause the type of corkscrew I had didn't really work. It, it didn't have, wasn't one of the lever ones. It was just like, to, uh, you know, uh, screw the corkscrew in and pull it out by hand. And, uh, that wasn't happening. So the wife ended up actually have to take it over to the neighbor's house who had a proper, uh, corkscrew set up to do it. Um, so it, it wasn't an auspicious start to the, uh, wine event <laughs> and, uh, uh, kind of a blow to my ego, but that's fine. I guess I just need to buy one of those things. Uh, um, as far as the wine itself goes, it was a, and I, I actually had the bottle here cause I know I wasn't going to remember anyways. This is a Bear Ringer Knights Valley Cabernet. Savignon, I don't seven S C S A U V I G N O N, uh, 2017, which I'm told is a good bottle of wine. Um, I kind of dug it. It's strong, by the way. Uh, way uh, a lot more of an alcohol taste than I would have expected uh, from something that probably doesn't have a ton of alcohol in it. Uh, but it was an interesting experience because it was like a whole bunch of different flavors all at once. Uh, like I could taste berry shit in there. Well, not berry shit, berry flavor, rather. <laughs> um, uh, and a couple other things. I don't know what it was, but a couple of distinct flavors all at once, uh, which was interesting. Um, I only had the one glass because if nothing else, uh, not having a one kidney doesn't mean I ha um, have any inherent uh, issues with alcohol because uh, it's a kidney, not a liver, but still not a great idea. Uh, plus, my IBS claims that I can have one glass of wine, but that's about it. So, we left it at that. Um, so I'm not like, yeah, I'll just call it cab. Thanks, Juice. Uh, <laughs> um, and apparently, oh, Juice only only gets one uh, glass as well. He just refills it. <laughs> yeah, so um, so uh, obviously I'm not drunk off my ass or anything like that off of uh, one glass of wine. But since I don't drink at all anymore, I think it's probably been six months since I had a drink and that was like the last time I was at Red Lobster because I, I like their uh, strawberry daiquiris. So I'm, I don't have much of an alcohol tolerance uh, anymore and in one class uh, it'd be just fine. Uh, I'm enjoying the slight to moderate buzz that I have now. Um, if I didn't have to do the show, would I have had a second glass? Uh, probably not because I don't trust my stomach in a second glass, but it would have been a temptation. Like I got a nice little metal thing going on right now. There's also, um, three quarters of a glass of wine sitting on the kitchen table because unlike me my wife decided she didn't want to be a wine person really really quick uh, at least with this wine uh, she didn't like it at all thought it was horrible couldn't couldn't uh, drink any of it hardly she like took took she took a sip uh and then because she's a trooper she tried a second one a little while later and both of them were not for her so um i have a half a bottle of it plus a glass sitting over on the uh, counter uh, so I am tempted to drink the other glass, but it's probably a poor idea. Once I get done with the show with you guys, I'm just going to, you know, um, eat something and go to bed. So no real reason to get drunker than I am already other than, you know, uh, 
you guys' amusement, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I, that only goes so far. Yeah, uh, one or two drink Jay might be funny. Nine or ten drink uh, Jay might be fucking annoying or unconscious, depending on how that goes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, as I've told you guys before, I, I uh, at one point I did have a drinking problem. It wasn't like huge, huge uh, alcoholic problem uh, in the sense that I, I went to work every day and I wasn't dry, drinking like uh, what you consider ridiculous amounts of alcohol, but it's still a fair amount. I mean, it depends what you consider ridiculous. Uh, I drank like a pint of Jack Daniels every night when I, when, when I got home from work. Uh, and uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the conversion chart on that, uh, a pint of Jack Daniels is probably about the same as drinking like a, a 12 pack of beer. I'd say, you know, it's cause that's what it is. It's, uh, a pint of Jack Daniels is approximately you know, uh, 11 or 12 drinks. Yeah. You know, one uh, shots, uh, and a shots of beer and so on and so forth. So, um, is 12, uh, uh beers or like a pint of Jack Daniels a lot? Yes. Uh, for the longest time, I didn't think so. Cause I hung out with people that drank even more than that. <laughs> Yeah, we were, instead of like a 12-pack of beer, they were like cases of beer at night, people. Uh, so my uh, moderate, compared to that drinking habit, uh, uh, didn't seem like that big of a deal. <laughs> but after a while, it added up. I, I drank that heavy for like three or four or five or six years or some shit like that into my, uh, like, uh, I want to say mid-30s. Uh, I quit drinking seriously it's somewhere between nine and ten years ago so probably when i was like 38 or 39 was when i stopped drinking i don't know somewhere around that shit but regardless uh, i decided i just had enough of it uh the, the the hangovers every morning were a really really good motivator uh, every single morning i would go to work uh, get in the elevator ride down to the employee areas um or riding up from the employee area up into the uh, members area just leaning against the wall my head you know woof, one arm on top on the wall and you're leaning against your arm just sitting there going oh i am never gonna drink again why do i do this to myself every fucking day oh shit yeah um and then by i don't know one o'clock or so you're like oh man you know maybe one or two drinks wouldn't be that bad you know it probably could feel better um uh, but just one or two yeah and uh by the time you get off work and you're heading home, you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just buy a pint. I probably won't drink the whole thing, but yeah, I'll, I'll buy a pint. Yeah. <laughs> and like two hours later, you're three quarters away through the pint and go, fuck, you can't leave it fucking just sitting there three quarters. That's just, you know, bad housekeeping. So might as well finish it off. And just the cycle went on over and over and over again. It sucked. Um, so I, and I but that was the only reason there's because I, I didn't like the hangovers anymore. Um, and because the hangovers sucked so bad, it, it actually ruined uh, drinking for me. So when I tell people that I quit drinking because of the hangovers, that's dual meaning. One, because I got tired of the way, because, you know, the, the actual hangovers sucked. And two, because I was so worked up about thinking about how much the hangover was going to suck. It eventually took all the enjoyment out of actually drinking. It's, it's hard to enjoy drinking when after the first one or two, you start thinking about uh, how much it's going to, you know, how horrible it's going to be in the morning. Uh, and I couldn't get past that. I, whenever I had like more than two drinks, I can have one or two drinks and not really worry about it. But past that, I start thinking about how much the day is going to suck and, you know, uh, and all that good shit. And then heaven help me if I've actually got to work the next day, I, I can't do it at all, which is a good thing, obviously. But um, that made it easier to quit uh, drinking, uh, <laughs> that particular neurosis. So I'm not uh, unhappy that I have that. Uh, but it does make it hard to like let loose every once in a while. Cause it would be fun to get drunk every once in a while. Like when you're on vacation or fucking, you know, whatever it's a, it's a weekend and you got nothing to do and you, you're in a woman or just sitting around. It wouldn't be horrible to, you know, get tie one out every once in a while. Um, but I can't do that. You know, and plus I have trouble doing anything in moderation anyway. So it's probably be best if, if I'm going to do any drinking at all, it'll be like this recreational wine thing. Our tribal. I don't know what that means, Sly. That's a different Sly. <gasps> a Sly impersonator. <laughs> we see you there, not being a real Sly. We don't trust you, dude. What's going on? <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyways, I guess I should probably pick out a topic and uh, go with something, huh? Uh, 
GM said one of his closest friends in high school was a stoner and an alcoholic. When he just smoked, he was cool. When he drank, he was belligerent as a uh, shoal, hell, fuck, something. Drunk J equal aggressive J? No, no, no. I've never been aggressive. Um, even when I'm drunk, that's just not my nature. Um, I can become, from what I, under, when I understand, extremely annoying. <laughs> uh, and my drunkenness can probably overcome my natural shyness. And I'll probably, I imagine what the issue probably is, is I just talk people's ear off and shit, which uh, get, people wouldn't uh, get annoyed by. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't recall ever annoying anybody, but uh, as I've mentioned to you guys before, one of the other reasons I quit uh, drinking is because I started not being able to remember uh, the uh, the nights, uh, you know, the drinking, uh, the night, the day after, you know, I don't recall ever blacking out or anything like that, but, uh, I started waking up in the morning and not really remembering what had happened the day before. So I guess that is kind of, uh, blacking out and it really hit home to me when I started having arguments with people about shit that I'd said the night before. And I realized I honestly couldn't dispute them because I don't remember the conversation at all. So, um, that was that, that was one of the other turning points. I was like, I don't like losing arguments because I can't prove them wrong because I can't remember. Uh, so, uh, and, and if I'm getting into arguments with people when I'm uh, drunk, that's uh, and not remembering it, that's yeah, it, it just seemed like a bad scene. So, um, of course, because I was a um, alcoholic, I tried to uh, take the easy way out at first instead of just stopping drinking what I decided to do was stop going to the bar. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, I don't like uh, not remember what's going on. And I don't like how, you know, how some people tell me I interact with people when I'm drunk. So instead of not drinking, I'll just stop going out in public. So I became a private drinker. Uh, and that's, that's where it uh, um, really became pretty uh, much a problem. Uh, I mean, I, I, yes, no a problem. Like I said, it never affected my life per se. It's like I didn't miss work for it or anything like that. I was just miserable all the time. Um, but, uh, becoming an at-home drunk, uh, made the problem worse in a different way. When you're a public drunk, uh, especially when you're a poor one like me, you're, uh, drinking, if nothing else is controlled by your wallet. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can only drink so much unless you want to spend fucking mega bucks out there every night. Um, especially if you're a daily drinker. Uh, so a lot of times, um, my uh, drinking habits were curtailed just by the fact that, you know, um, I couldn't afford to buy as many drinks as I wanted to. <laughs> um, but, uh, but when I started becoming a private drinker, I could just buy a pint of Jack Daniels on the way home. And it's fairly cheap back in the day. I think it was like 10 bucks. I'm sure it's way more now. Um, and, uh, no matter how poor I was or, or how shitty the job I had was, I could normally come up with fucking 10 bucks. Well, 12, 12 something. Cause I wanted, I, <laughs> I needed to buy a, a, uh, um, pine and Jack Daniels, a two liter of Pepsi or Coke, not a two liter, a 20 ounce of Pepsi or Coke, and probably like a, a bag of chips or something like that with like a 99 cent bag of chips. Uh, and that was my daily purchase on the way home uh, from the store. I mean, from, uh, excuse me, on my way home from work, uh, they would stop at the store. Um, sorry, I'm uh, looking back at the chat box. Am I missing something, guys? Yeah, sorry if I did. <laughs> I'm kind of rambling. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. What do we got next? Feel free to call in, but guys, uh, as you guys know, it's uh, call-ins are always welcome uh, on the topic I'm talking about or anything at all. Uh, if you don't want to call in, if you're shy or something like that, feel free to type it in the chat box. And when I'm not busy rambling along, I will try to read and respond. Passive J, have you ever donated blood for money? Fuck yes, I have. <laughs> there you go. There's a the story. I have, technically, I haven't donated blood for money, but I've sold plasma, uh, which is kind of the same thing. Um, uh, this is like oh, 20, 25 years ago or something like this. Um, uh, we were all hanging out and we wanted to buy bags of weed. And we didn't have money to buy bags of weed. So we were thinking of ways to get money to buy bags of weed. Um, and one of them came up with the idea of uh, selling blood. Uh, and we were like, oh, what's this about? And it turns out not very far away from us at all because we were s hanging out in someone's house in the fucking ghetto. Uh, there was a uh, place that you could sell your plasma. So we were like, fuck yeah. Uh, 
we don't need any more de details about that at all. Let's go over there right now, uh, which is what we did. And um, I'm pretty sure I've told this story before. And so we show up there and it's just like, uh, and they show us in and there's just like a whole bunch of basically couches, couches uh, lying, you know, in this room where you, where you go and you sit down and they hook you up. And uh, it's, it's not like when they give you blood where you just take blood since they're just taking platelets. What they do is they like pull some blood in uh, like spin it or something like that to remove the platelets and then put it back in you. So they're not taking any blood from you. They're just taking some platelets from you, but the process takes a little bit. So you're hooked up for a little while. And it didn't pay a ton. I, I think, I believe it paid like $50 for the first donation and then $25 for everyone after that. And you could only donate every two weeks or, or like three weeks or some shit like that. Um, but we were good with that. Cause like a, a, a bag of weed for like an eighth was, 20 or 25 dollars so with like 50 dollars shit you might be able to get like you know um you might even be able to get a half if you can get a uh someone a really good deal on somebody but at the very least you're gonna get a quarter you know and a quarter of weed was a lot of weed when i was fucking like 16 or 17 or 18 <laughs> not so much anymore uh so uh that's what we did it was summer i'm sitting there i'm uh you know the blood cycling and all this good stuff and uh all of the uh nurses uh, technicians or whatever you want to call them uh, were black ladies uh and they're very friendly and helpful and i, I really appreciated them because i was kind of nervous uh, you know i didn't not a big fan of needles and and uh and uh sure enough at, at one point i actually had an issue i kind of started to pass out uh, and my buddy next to me said hey buddy wake up <laughs> uh, you don't want to curl up like that and i you know i guess i'd started curling up my arm uh with uh, that i had the needle in and it didn't hurt or anything uh, but the next day i had like a bruise like a california sunset going like most of the length of my arm uh, uh but uh the most memorable part of it was uh one of the uh, and i know i've told the story now because <laughs> i'm because i have i'm having the same debate debate about telling you this part of the story <laughs> yeah fuck it i'll tell you um so i'm sitting there you know getting the blood taken out and one of the uh nurses walks up to me and she looks down at my leg and you know, I'm wearing shorts and she goes, Oh, we look, look at that hair on those legs. I'm like, Oh yeah. Uh-huh. She goes, Ooh, I'll tell you what, you got a nigger in the wood pile, son. I'm like, uh, pardon. <laughs> she, she, she goes, your great grandpa's got a secret. He didn't tell nobody, man. I'm just, I guarantee it. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> so apparently she thought I was part black person because of the amount of leg hair I had. Uh, I, uh, I was surprised to say the least uh, that I'm pretty sure that's not true, but I don't know uh, if nothing else. I don't know uh, a lot of my family's like uh, genealogy or any of that kind of stuff. So it, it, I suppose it's possible. I mean, if, um, and I say that because on my mom's side, I know that my um, grandpa is supposed to be Irish and Scottish, but other than just saying Irish and Scottish, that's all I know about it. I don't know. Uh, and my grandma is uh, basically a uh, hick. <laughs> I could, I don't know where my grandma was from. When I asked my grandma where she was from, uh, yeah, I was like, Grandma, where, you know, where's where's our family on your side from? She goes, Oh, 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 Kentucky. I'm not like, No, 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 Grandma. I mean, like originally, you know, uh, you know, where were we from originally? She goes, Oh, originally Georgia. <laughs> So as far as I know, uh, her side of the family has basically always lived in the South. Uh, my great, 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 great grandma was probably standing there waiting to serve Columbus grits when he landed. So, um, that, so that, but that's not a lot of information in gene, genealogy. And, um, on my dad's side, even less, uh, my dad was adopted. So I don't know who my dad's dad was. I know who my dad's mom was, but I have, honestly, I have no clue what fucking, you know, uh, race she is. She's just, you know, some old white, old white lady. It's there's, <laughs> I can't get any more specific than that. Uh, and, uh, my, and my actual grandpa on that side, even less specific, I know zero about him. I, yeah, I, he could be a Chinese guy for all I know. Um, <laughs> since, since my dad was six, nine, I'm going to guess he wasn't a Chinese guy. Um, but my dad was, uh, you know, didn't look black. He's, both him and my brother are, are a, a little more sallow than I am in the, in the skin tone, but, uh, certainly, uh, still look like a white dude. So I, I if there's black person in me, I'm sure it's way a couple, 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 few generations back. 
Although I imagine um, the entire world could say that <laughs> if she's going to want to go enough generations back. All right, what are you guys talking about in the chat box? I see it going by, but uh, yeah. Anyways, all right. Uh, I guess I should probably pick out a topic. Uh, you guys probably bored of shit with my uh, rambling. <laughs> hmm. Iguanas may be growing more tolerant to the cold, and that's bad news for Florida. Okay, first off, before we even get into any of this fucking, I, I guess it's because we don't have this kind of shit in Michigan. I think it's kind of cool that fucking iguanas are fucking wandering around Florida on you guys. Like, iguanas are the sort of thing like you can buy at a pet shop up here and, you know, like keeping a, a, like an aquarium and be like insects. So the fact that uh, something that we consider a pet up here in Michigan is, is a nuisance animal down in Florida, I don't know, it's kind of neat. Uh, but apparently, when temperatures drop, so do green iguanas uh, from the trees. But evolution, it seems, could be robbing South Floridians of a tradition as common as checking the heat index on New Year's Day. Research, Research shows that in recent years, uh, several species of iguanas have grown more tolerant of cold temperatures. Uh, it's a discovery of big implications for Florida, where bouts of cool weather keep the invasive iguanas contained to the southern regions of the state and helps keep populations under control. Well, that's a bad I, bad thing, then, isn't it? Um, as recently as four years ago, most of South Florida's most common species of lizards could tolerate temperatures between 46 and 52 degrees. Uh, now they hold up in temperatures as low as 44 degrees, according to a study done by somebody with way more time uh, than sense, uh, meaning it's possible that iguanas could expand their territory beyond their normal stomping grounds of the Miami Dowd, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. <laughs> okay, so I guess they're invasive species. Uh, I wonder how they got there. My guess is probably they're fucking people's pets. Uh, there's that's there's another thing about Florida that just amazes me. Uh, uh, pets prosper there like uh that's how that's exactly how like uh a lot of the uh bow constrictors and pythons and stuff from florida got there actually not a, a lot of them all of them because you know being that they're invasive species of people that just had them as pets and let them go or or had them escape so i'm assuming iguanas are the same fucking thing uh and uh you guys down in florida you guys just have the perfect like you know climate for all these fucked up uh pets overgrown pets to fucking take over um, I guess the only pets that don't really do good there at all are s small dogs and cats. <laughs> uh, those probably don't have a good time at all in Florida. That's another reason I wouldn't want to move there. I have small dogs and a cat. So uh, it would be kind of worrying if all, if all the time you had to watch, make sure that they weren't killed by various animals. I'm not sure a guano would be much of a threat to a dog or a cat, but I'm sure an alligator would. Um, and uh, knowing Florida the way uh, I know Florida uh, through the headlines, uh, I'm sure there's all kinds of like cats, uh, I'm like bobcats and panthers and shit in Florida too. Uh, I get shit. I can almost guarantee it. I've never, I can't recall ever hearing anything about it, but I'm sure there is. So, uh, like Florida, like Michigan woods doesn't scare me. Um, my only fear of Michigan woods is possibly getting lost. Uh, cause you know, woods are woods. It's easy to get lost in that shit, but and while I know that there are bears, especially uh, in Michigan, and you don't even have to go too fucking terribly far before they become a possibility, the vast majority of them are like in, uh, way up in the northern uh, parts of Michigan. But even even though if actually I know they're there, that doesn't scare me. Uh, I don't think I don't consider that like a significant threat when you're wandering through a Michigan woods. Um, but like Florida swamp and stuff like that, it's got multiple shit in there that seems like it'd be a bad idea to encounter. Doesn't doesn't Florida have like poisonous trees? I swear to God, I read a book once. It was a fictional book, but in it there was some sort of fucking tree that if you rubbed against it, against it, it got a splinter in it uh, uh, under your skin or some shit like that. It was fucking poisonous. Um, I feel I feel like that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> do you guys remember anything like that? Anybody in Florida? Do you guys have poisonous trees? Is it just something in the, made up in the book or something I made up in my head? But I feel like that's a thing. And of course, you know, all the alligators and all that, all those good stuff in Florida. Um, yeah, you guys can keep your uh, crazy shit. I realize the weather's nice, but I'll pass. Um, 
honestly, what one of the places I've thought about moving to, um, if I was going to look for nicer weather, it would probably be like New Mexico or Arizona or something like that. Um, I can handle it being a dry heat. I'm an indoor person anyway, so it really doesn't matter what the temperature is outside for the most part. I just don't want to deal with snow when I retire. Uh, Arizona seems like a, a good comp- a good place for that. Um, I imagine places like that have its own problems. They have uh, their own interesting set of insects and bugs and such. Uh, and I don't know how uh, how much of a big deal scorpions and spiders and stuff are in real life, but you know, uh, in movies and TV, it seems like it's a, it seems like it's a significant problem. So <laughs> I'd want to have that addressed before I thought about moving to a, a desert climate like that. Um, I don't know if there's anything like you can anything you can do, uh, like <laughs> do you spray for scorpions. Is that how that works? I don't know. Um, Archie Rival says fuck tarantulas. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want that kind of shit around me. Um, if nothing else, uh, I want to be able to open my door and let my dogs out. And uh, even though a scorpion or a spider might not be terribly dangerous to a person, that's a significant threat to a dog that weighs like 10 or 15 pounds. Um, Wolf Castle asked if we've seen the giant spiders they have in Iraq. No, no, and I have no interest in seeing them either. <laughs> I'm not scared of, oh man, excuse me a second. Nose is all stuffed up today. Maybe it's the wine. Um, I'm not scared of spiders per se, but I'm not a big fan of them either. So, um, Jay did a bump. No, I, w- I wish it did a bump. God, that's it's been a fucking long time since, since I've tried cocaine. Cocaine is one of those drugs that uh, I didn't do much of because, if nothing else, I was a poor fucker and cocaine's expensive. Um, I tell people I've never met a drug I didn't like, just a whole bunch I can't afford. <laughs> But that's probably for the best. I, I imagine uh, I can't imagine a situation where I uh, I'm going to say, "Oh man, I wish I had done more cocaine when I was younger." <laughs> that's I, I it's I probably did the appropriate amount. Uh, if nothing else, uh, that was one of those drugs that um, my friends were reluctant to give me because, as as you guys might have guessed, um, while I'm shy as hell uh, around people I don't know, when I'm around people that I'm really comfortable with, I'm actually quite the motor mouth sometimes, and. Uh, they said there's no fucking way in hell are we giving Jace something that makes people more talkative. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Cocaine sucks. Smells fabulous. But, uh, I didn't have any, uh, any, uh, anything against the actual buzz. Uh, that was a good time. Um, but once again, you know, things like that, you gotta leave in your youth. There's nothing wrong with being an adventure sermon, trying different things, but, uh, you know, you have to be aware of what you can and can't handle. Uh, and with my lack of moderation that I speak of frequently, cocaine was definitely something that I probably shouldn't fuck around with. You know, weed at least, I don't care how fucking addicted you get to weed. As long as you take care of your business, like go to work and shit like that, weed isn't going to kill you. You're never going to overdose on weed. Um, the lack of motion motivation thing actually goes away after you smoke it for a significant amount of time. Um, it's, uh, there's really no actual drawbacks to it at all. Um, except for the fact that you're spending money on something that doesn't actually do anything. But people, you spend that on all kinds of stuff. People are like, oh, that's a waste of money. I'm like, well, when it comes right down to it, anything that doesn't like put clothes on your back, food, uh, sh- food on your table and shelter over your head is kind of a waste of money. Like that TV, that's a waste of money. You don't need a TV. That's not actually helping your life any. So when people say, when people uh, give people crap because they like like to drink wine or drink anything at all or they like to smoke something i'm like well dude fucking you know oh, very little that you do in life is actually necessary all the rest of it's frivolous you know um someone's like oh it's not frivolous i'm uh i'm learning another language well I'm like well yeah that's actually a good thing I, I i agree with that but technically you don't need to learn uh that language or get along just fine without it uh so when i try not to judge people for their hobbies or their addictions because really what comes right down to it the entire point of living is enjoying yourself. And if you're not doing that, why, why the fuck are you around? Um, so Oh, no. Oh, they're talking about other drugs. Uh, juice said he would still do MDMA. If he trusted the source is MDMA the same as ecstasy. Cause I did that uh, a couple times. Uh, I was, uh, that was believe it or not a little bit, uh, after my time, uh, I was in my mid to late twenties when ecstasy became really fucking common around me. And I, I was, 
uh, and it always seemed like it was like just for uh, a slightly younger generation than me. But, but uh, I'm assuming the MDMA is like the same thing, right? Right, right, right. X or Molly is, is usually cut, so it's MDMA is supposed to be a more pure version of it. But the same, it's, it's the same thing, just different levels of it. So, yeah, that was a good buzz. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, uh, I also, uh, one of my big favorites was acid, because uh, as I've mentioned over and over again, uh, that I, I didn't have a lot of money growing up or when I was uh, in my you know teens and 20s. Um, and acid was always a really great value because it would last you a fucking six to 10 hours, depending on how good it was. It cost five bucks. Five bucks is great. Five bucks is how much you can pay to, you know, someone give you to have someone sell you a shitty joint. I mean, uh, um, so five bucks was, you know, a, a great value and it was always fun. Uh, I've, I've never had a bad trip that I can think like a really bad trip. I've had a couple where I, they were, they were a disappointing trip because, uh, um, normally it wasn't good enough acid or whatever, but I've never, I've never tripped out and had a really bad one. Um, and try acid and exit at the same time. Uh, you know, uh, never have, it just, uh, never had the opportunity. Uh, ecstasy is always, always quite a bit more expensive. Even back then, I think it was like 10 or 20 bucks a hit or some shit like that. Um, and, uh, mushrooms are good. Uh, people are like, uh, that, a lot, of, a lot of people I know like mushrooms better than the acid because it's more natural and all that good stuff. Uh, but the, the buzz is different. Uh, it's similar, but different. I always kind of like the acid a little bit better. Uh, but uh, nothing wrong with a mushroom buzz. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, snorted heroin, never injected it. Didn't get much off of it. You know, my, my friends were all sleepy and shit. And I'm like, ah, I don't feel much. So I don't really know if I can say I, I did it because I, I, I certainly ingested a fair amount of it, but it didn't do that much for me. So it was only that one time. Uh, obviously not a drug that you should be interested in getting into. So I wasn't too concerned where I, I didn't have a fun time the one time I tried it. Uh, crack, uh, like two or three times. Once again, something that you know you should be stay, stay the fuck away from. But I was in situations where it was uh, socially appropriate. Um, <laughs> and it seemed like a better idea just to hit it rather, rather than make a big, big scene about it. Uh, and that was pretty good. Actually, I can see why people would get addicted to it. Uh, but that was one of those things where not only did I know it was a bad idea, I was very rarely in a social situation, uh, where it would be available. Uh, so I was, you know, uh, happy to not be involved with it, so to speak. But the, but the two or three times I was kind of forced into it, it wasn't too bad. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, God, is there any other drugs? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it. I, th I think that's yeah. I think I covered all the drugs. As I mentioned, I you know I like pretty much all of them. I just know they're probably a bad idea. But uh, I don't think there's anything morally wrong with almost any of them. Uh, the problems that come from drugs are the fact that people lose their head over it and do things that they wouldn't normally do for you know, crazy. Uh, you know, fucked up drug things. Um, so, and that's why they make the drugs illegal. Uh, that's kind of ass backwards though. You know, that you're making things illegal because of people's decisions when really you should be, you know, we already have the laws against those decisions. Uh, you know, if people do something wrong, fucking throw them in jail for it. Uh, you shouldn't make uh, something illegal to everybody just because a few people can't handle it. PCP. Uh, you know what? No, Juice, I don't think I've ever done PCP before. PCP. Uh, unless it was unknowingly, because wasn't that the thing that was going around? People would claim that people would put PCP in, in like a joint and get people all fucked up. Um, although I've never he heard of it actually happening. I always laughed. That was like one of the things that my mom told me to try to keep me from doing drugs. I was like, well, don't worry about mom. I'm just smoking pot. Because I was always honest with my mom. Um, I always told her exactly what I was doing. And, you know, I, it was it was up to her to process it so to speak uh, uh but you know she, she, oh you're doing drugs no mom, i'm just smoking pot that's not that big of a deal oh yeah you think you're smoking pot yeah but you know that's but that's how they get you the you know they'll they'll put you know you think you're smoking just pot but they'll have pcp in there or some you know, or some shit i was like mom i really really don't think a drug dealer makes his money by putting more expensive drugs into the cheaper drugs that he's selling you <laughs> i don't see i don't see the theory there uh, oh, and she's like, oh, they're trying to get you addicted to the PCP. I'm like, okay, 
So they're going to get you addicted to something, but you're not going to know that you're addicted to it. So you're not going to know to ask for it. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a great theory. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think that happens, mom. <laughs> and seriously, whatever you ever heard about that, you know, someone, someone spikes someone's joint with something else to try to get them addicted to it. It's like, it's, it's a, it's an old wife's tale, urban, you know, fucking whatever you want to call it. Urban myth. Yeah, that's it. What else are you guys talking about? Oh, it's a gateway drug. Yeah. Um, Chase got wet. What is wet? Uh, oh God, what I, I, I remember, uh, watching the Dave Chappelle thing where they're with, uh, Wayne Brady, uh, where he, uh, spiked his joint with something and he said, uh, you want to get wet, but I actually don't know what type of drug that is. Uh, so uh, as far as I know, I've never gotten wet. Maybe it'll answer me on the uh, chat box. What's that mean, guys? No? All right, we'll move on. Oh, let's see. What else we got to talk about today? <laughs> okay, I couldn't pass on this one. Costco stopped selling coconut milk from thigh supplier accused of using chained-up monkeys as forced labor. <laughs> Costco is pledging not to stock coconut milk from a Thai supplier after PETA published an undercover investigation accusing it of allegedly relying on monkey labor to harvest its coconuts. <laughs> the, the move comes in response to a PETA investigation published in August, which alleges that Thailand-based producer Chakia is using chained monkeys as coconut picking machines. Uh, the supplier uh, has denied that there's any truth to the allegations, saying in a statement, uh, we reassure that we do not engage the use of monkey labor in our coconut pop plantations. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see. Skip ahead, skip ahead. According to the investigation, monkeys are forced to pick up about pick up around 1,000 coconuts a, a day on, on eight different uh, farms across Thailand. They are also allegedly forced to perform circus-style shows for tourists and, and are confined to cages barely larger than their bodies and chained to old tires. <gasps> if they were new tires, that would be completely different. Anyways, uh, the animals have also been reportedly showing signs of distress with one monkey chewing off one of his limbs. Well, that's, that's, that's dark. <laughs> uh no kind shopper wants monkeys to be chained up and treated like coconut picking machines. Uh, PETA president Ingrid Newkirk said in the press release, Costco made the right call to reject animal exploration, ex exploitation. <laughs> animal exploration would probably be a different PETA issue. <laughs> and PETA is calling on holdouts like Kroger to follow suit. Oh, wicked, wicked Kroger. Uh, wow. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Do you guys are you guys sad that they're using uh, monkeys to pick up coconuts? Do you think that's a big deal? Uh, do you think that's something boy boycott worthy? Hmm. <laughs> See, Wolfcastle says he bets love monkeys love picking coconuts and chucking them down. Yeah. Oh, back in the previous subject, uh, drag said he had about 10 years of drinking and drugs and stopped all that shit. Yeah, for the most part, me too. I mean, I still smoke pot, you know, but that's it. And I apparently drink wine now. <laughs> but those party days are, yeah. And you know, oh, back on acid. You know why I stopped uh, doing acid is basically because uh, it's a eight hours of fun and then like a day to two days of feeling like shit. I mean, just, uh, you know, you... I always woke up the next day after doing acid or anything like that and just felt bleh. not drunk hungover where I was all sick and stuff, just achy and just, just, you know, you felt almost like you had the flu or something. It was just a bad feeling. And, uh, it, it take like a whole day to fucking recover. And nowadays I don't have time for that shit. I mean, if I was on vacation for like a week or two and someone said, Hey, you want to try this acid? And I knew the dude and I knew the stuff was, you know, good acid or, or something like that. I might be tempted, but it's, but, I don't know. Probably not, though. I, I realize it's probably going to be more of a pain in the ass than it's worth. Uh, 
Uh, anyways, do you guys have any, any topics you guys want me to uh, go over before I go back to Yahoo News, the source of all news for us? Because uh, that's what we're going to be reduced here in a second. Um, I was actually hoping Homeboy would call in. He showed up uh, yesterday very, very briefly um, for like five minutes, and then he had to go for some reason. I think he was getting fired. Um, so I hope he'll call in today. We'll see what happens. Okay, I guess we are going to reduce to another topic. Oh, SpaceX finally has enough satellites to offer internet service, according to Elon Musk. Um, supposedly, this is a big deal. Um, uh, they've already opened it up like beta testing. And in an email that apparently went out on Monday, SpaceX promised beta users of Starlink <laughs> service, a broadband internet service that will run from an estimated 50 megabytes per second to 150 megabytes a second uh, with uh, brief periods of no connectivity at all. That's in parentheses, I think, you know, for sarcasm. Uh, incur no more than 40 milliseconds of latency and possibly as little as 20 milliseconds uh, when it works. Uh, it poses no data caps uh, and costs $499 for hardware, a terminal, antenna, and router, plus $99 a month per service. Um, that's interesting. Um, I can see why they're making a big deal about it because they're like, you know, it's it's internet service that you get from uh, not a cable. So you don't have to, you can get it pretty much anywhere as long as the, the satellite coverage uh, covers it. You know, uh, it opens up a lot of possibilities for places that just can't have cable for whatever reason or another. They're, you know, probably more remote. Uh, Comcast doesn't like them or whatever. Uh, however, uh, I will point out, this is not fucking new. Uh, satellite internet's been around for a fucking long time. At one point, it was a, like a direct uh, competitor for, like, Comcast cable, you know, internet. Uh I had a friend who had a fucking satellite internet link. It sucked. <laughs> it's, I mean, he barely, I can't remember what his speeds were, but they sucked compared to like Comcast speeds. Comcast speeds suck compared to today's speeds. Uh, that is one thing that's impressed me is that uh, the internet speeds have go gone up pretty a lot uh, over the years. Um, and uh, which is good because obviously the, the internet we have right now couldn't function on the speeds that we had 20 years ago. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, you guys are talking about it right now, HughesNet, things like that. Um, now, obviously, the stats on the new one are interesting. The speeds are not impressive. They're not bad, 50 megabits to 200 megabits, uh, meg megabytes, rather. That's not horrible speed. It's, it's faster than what I got, I think. I think I, uh, mine's supposed to be up to 100, but I normally score 20 or 30 since I'm on wireless over here. Um, but... Uh, as Juice pointed out, it's the latency that will make that better because that was the issue they had with uh, the satellite that's out now and was out back then. So um, it, that'll be great in certain ways. Like uh, I've always said before that I want to live as far away from people as I possibly can while still having internet service and Amazon deliveries. That's all, that's all I need. Uh, and someplace where I can buy groceries that's not more than a half hour away. I don't want I don't want to drive more than a half hour to go buy my groceries. That's my the only caveat to my living in isolation. I'm pretty sure that opens up to lots of places where there's nobody to fuck around for a while and you will, won't have the internet unless you have some sort of, uh, um, you know, satellite internet or something like that. Hold on a second. You got Wolf Castle calling in. What's up, buddy? Hey, I want to know, did you watch Lost, the TV show? No, I did not. I was never into that uh, show. Uh, I did, that was way back when my party in days I had uh, more important things to do uh, than watch TV mostly involving you know, drinking and chasing after babies. Uh, but tell me more. Well, I would have suggested, I mean, I would have discussed Lost with you, but since you haven't seen it, forget about it. But it was sort of a fascinating show. They built up to some spectacular ending, and uh, they just could not deliver with a good ending that tied things together at all. And a lot of oh. sci-fi movies do that. But uh, So were you going to point out the similarities between Lost and my show? <laughs> let's not. <laughs> let's let, let ask, here's a question for you. Okay, oh, what's up? KJ, let's say you can sell an inch of hype for a thousand dollars. How many inches are you going to sell? For a thousand dollars? Thousand dollars an inch. None. How much are you selling? 
None. Uh, I'm I'm used to my height. The thousand dollars isn't 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 a lot of money. Um, while I've said while I've said multiple times, if you don't play NBA, being tall is really only good for reaching the top shelf of the grocery store, and it does make shit fit awkwardly and all that good stuff. It's I'm used to the height that I am. It, it'd feel weird if I was a different height. Um, it wouldn't do me any good. And a thousand dollars financially isn't enough money to make it worth my while. Well, shit, man. There's no reason for me to call then. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, you know, now if you were said like a hundred thousand dollars an inch, I might be more interested. If you said a million dollars an inch, dude, we have a fucking deal. Uh, I'll give you a two or three, no problem. <laughs> I don't but want for, you two or three inches, Jay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Fucking at, at like a million. Now, dude, if you say ten million dollars, I'll sell you seven inches right now. <laughs> no, I just thought maybe you'd want to be shorter because it's uh, it's difficult bumping into things and stuff. And I don't know sure. if you if you approach me back. When I was a lot younger, probably yeah, because uh, it, it's uh, being not athletically inclined, it didn't do me any good. Uh, so I would have rather been normal height. It, it, once I said, once again, it, it's never done me any good to be really tall, as far as I know. Um, except in the Chewbacca suit. Except in the Chewbacca suit, but it, it, but I'm used to it by now. It, it, it's the same way. Uh, I same reason I, I keep my hair in the same hairstyle and. Um, normally bear it by the same pair of glasses over and over again because it's what i'm used to when i look in the mirror uh that's what i'm used to seeing uh for long for the longest time that's why i resisted having a beard it took me like a good year or two to get used to having a beard because it didn't look like me when i looked in a mirror i knew realistically speaking i looked better with the beard if nothing else it covered up a whole bunch of the scars uh but fucking uh it didn't look like me and i hated it fucking i hated it hated it hated it but now, after so long having a beard, I'm used to it. And now it feels like that's what I'm, what I should look like. And when I see pictures of me without a beard, I don't like it. So, I, I guess I'd get used to it eventually. But all, at least immediately, I would not be happy losing a height that now. Have you been on an airplane? Have I ever been on an airplane? Yeah, I've been on an airplane several times. It's not fun. <laughs> I bet you pay to be shorter on an airplane. Oh yeah, yeah. Although I do it the right way, um, I've only went a couple times, and I obviously I don't have money for like first class or business or anything like that. But what I did was I went to Spirit Airlines. Uh, Spirit Airlines uh, has a bad reputation, uh, I, but the couple times I've used them, I've had no issues. I went about it a very specific way. I was flying to Vegas. I had no checked-in luggage. I was going with exactly one bag that I was bringing with me, and that was fitting. You know. Uh, underneath my seat although in this case it wasn't didn't go underneath my seat and up going up in the compartment above me because uh i had what was called the big front seat now yeah. spirits normal seats suck they're three across they're very you know they're very narrow there's not a lot of padding they're pretty close to the seat in front of them uh spirits big front seats is either one row or two rows of seats at the very front where it's not three seats it's two seats so you have a big uh, armrest behind them. They're a lot larger, more comfy seats. They have a lot more leg room to them to the point where I can actually sit down. Uh, in a regular airplane, I can't actually sit down in a normal uh, seat. My like I'll get in, and then, but my feet won't touch the floor because my knees hit the seat in front of me before it does so. So my knees hit the seat, and my feet are actually hanging like a couple inches off the ground because I can't you know, force them down. Um, so you I, reserve you know, the special seat, right? Yeah, yes, and you you have to pay more money for it, but and it's not super cheap, but it's not super expensive either because the the seats the uh, the uh, tickets themselves are normally pretty fucking cheap. Um, but I think it was like uh like a hundred and sixty dollars each way, and then like another seventy dollars for the big front seat. So it, it's a, a pretty good upcharge compared to what uh, I paid for the tickets, but it's not horrible, and it does vary from uh, uh flight to flight. They said in certain cases you can get the big front seat for an extra thirty five dollars each way. It depends on where you're going and all that good stuff. So it worked out really very well the uh the first time because not only did it give me the space I needed, it fulfilled one of my other requirements of I don't want fucking people sitting next to me. Uh so, so if just the two seats I knew it was just gonna be me and my wife. Uh, now the second time I went to Vegas, which when I went by myself, uh, uh, I didn't have that luxury. I still got the big front seat, but I had to deal with someone sitting next to me. But as I mentioned, it has a pretty good size armrest. I want to say it's at least a foot across or some shit like that. Um, so you weren't right next to him and it's, and it wasn't quite as bad as it could have been. Uh, that being said, there's, that's the only situation I could go, uh, unless someone bought me a first class ticket to wherever the fuck I'm going. 
because and because that shit's holy fuck expensive i mean not just like a little bit more so like yeah i never understood what how uh they got a way of pricing the upgrades like that theoretically speaking it costs them the same amount of money to get each one of these people there really um but like there'll be a flight where regular tickets are two hundred dollars but first class tickets are like fifteen hundred dollars or some shit like that uh but i've only as i mentioned i've only flown twice uh well technically three times uh the first time was i when it when I joined the army, uh, flew a, a plane from uh, Detroit to Dallas and then Dallas to Oklahoma, um, Fort Sill, and then the two times I've flown to Vegas. So I'm hardly a expert on airplane travel, but uh, that's uh, but at least it's theoretically possible. How about you? Have you flown a lot, sir? I've flown too much, but uh, luckily for me, I'm not as tall as Jay, so. But I, I can't. I, I can't even handle being in an airport in the first place, let alone being on uh, a plane. That, oh, yeah. Well, I've always but, when on the Vegas ones, I was I at least made sure that I took like uh, early morning flights, like uh, an early morning Monday flight or Tuesday or something like that when it's uh, not likely to be busy. Yeah, my wife's always setting up trips for us, and much like, uh, you know, skiing sounds fun and everything, but I don't want to get on a plane for this shit, you know. I don't want to take an eleven-hour drive. Can we just stay home instead? Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about it. I mean, all these ideas sound cool, and I like, you know, people are like, oh, I went on vacation to to Cabo in a private resort. I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. I fucking love to go stay at a private resort. That's badass. I'll just look at Man. the pictures online, you know. Yeah, I'll but I'll go there. I can photoshop, yeah, but I, but, photoshop myself into a picture too if I want. Yeah, exactly. Then I start, but I started thinking like, oh man, okay, well, I've got a passport, but the wife would need a passport. Then we have to get there, which means we're going to have to get on a plane flight, and then we're going. Oh, then it's going to go. Oh God, that'll be like an eight-hour flight that way. And then, then from what I understand, the actual resort's like uh, an hour and fifteen minutes from the from the fucking airport. So okay, so now we're going to arrive. It's just the logistics of it all just make me fucking tired. <laughs> Uh, my idea of a vacation is when we drive like an hour and 45 minutes from our house to this little town on, on, on the lake and uh, Lake Huron. And uh, it's a little vacation spot. And basically, we just fucking hang out in our room, walk around in the town and shit, and look at sites. And that's enough for me. Uh, once again, if I, was, if I was fucking rich and you could do it the right way where it's all first class and you don't wait for shit and all that good stuff, I could see traveling. But it kind of made traveling is like more trouble than it's worth, it seems like. I'm with you. Yep. Wish oh, I had a choice you. in the matter. <laughs> you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, neither do I. Really, what comes right down to it, I have a feeling the wife's going to want to go down to Florida this year. I keep on explaining to her over and over again, we ain't got shit for money. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. My man Sly Dog. Sorry. What's that? <laughs> go ahead. My man Sly Dog's over here asking me to talk about my farting issues, and it's not that I have a specific issue. Yesterday, I had a bean burrito. I think everybody farts after they've had beans, right? I don't know. Uh, I've never noticed any difference for myself, but I'm just now getting over horrific gas issues, so I'm not one to judge somebody else, to be honest with you. Well, Sly is very judgmental. <laughs> that's how it is in the, the Middle East, where he's from. <laughs> judgmental assholes over there. Is he, is, is he being judgmental? Now, is he being <laughs> judgmental, or is he judging them? As in, like, oh, that one was a 7 out of 10. I mean, because it's two different all, things. They, they were all 8.5, my man. I mean, except <laughs> any good. less than blind judges. It's like MMA. It's like oh, dude, I, versus BJ1. That was some bullshit. Yeah. Dude, I, dude my, until recently, I, I thank God I finally got it under control by regulating my diet the correct ways. But I had some horrific gas issues. It, it, was, it was even bad for me, uh, much much less my wife. It got so bad that my wife was uh, was at least I uh, hopefully joking about divorce, <coughs> and she ended up buying a uh, cork insulating door thing. It, normally, it's it's a clear thing that 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 seals with like uh, magnets uh, that you put yeah. in across the doorway, and the and you could just part it in the center by pushing through the mat you know, the things in the magnets part, and then when you walk through it, it closes again. She put that one in her, one in her doorway, so when I'm having episodes, she just closes that thing so the farts can't get into her bedroom. Because uh, I've mentioned, as I've mentioned before, we have separate bedrooms. So, uh, so, so what do you get? A coffin. Yeah, she brought me a coffin to sleep in. A coffin to sleep in. Um, and she nailed so, the motherfucker shut too. 
so because of because of that we, we our relationship improved quite a bit once she had a, a fart free uh um zone where she could take refuge uh but now i've got my diet in order i don't really have problems like that anymore thank god bro it sucked though uh you know people are like oh complaining about the farts there's not only that's bad for other people but you guys don't remember uh, or don't realize what goes along that on my side or the other person who's who's gassing you out normally there's a lot of distress involved it's not just like okay i feel better there's gut rolling and you can hear it coming on and it's going back and forth it's just unpleasant in general uh so uh to get that uh, shit sorted out was uh, a great relief to me and it took a little while it was all part of my ibs shit obviously and then I had to adjust my diet because of the IBS stuff, which caused a lot of gas issues because uh, my body had to get used to the diet changes. They were good changes. They were good for my body, but my body resisted that at first. It was like, no, Jay, don't feed us good food. We want to eat the same crap that we've eaten for years. And we're going to protest by fucking up your digestive system. <laughs> and, and and despite the fact that I was eating the correct things, it took a couple few months before my system got used to it. Uh, now it is, so I'm, I'm and I'm pretty happy about it. But uh, it wasn't a good time at first. <laughs> All right, well we got like I don't know three minutes left, uh, so I'm sure I can talk about one thing and for three minutes, um, unless someone wants to call in with their own topic. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, because it'd be ashamed if I didn't have any callers except for uh, uh, fucking uh, Wolf Castle. Uh, for the entire show wink wink nudge nudge hint hint all right i guess i'm gonna have to torture you guys with one more topic <sighs> let's see what else do we have for tonight uh okay we already talked about the costco monkeys uh, we talked about the frozen iguanas uh we talked about internet and space uh let's see Ah, Lori Lawton begins two-month prison term for college admissions scandal. Uh, that's an interesting one, isn't it, guys? Uh, Aunt Becky is going to prison for two months for trying to get her kids into a college with false credentials. Um, several things uh, about that I'd like to point out. One, apparently I've been wrong. It may be because it's a federal crime or something like that. I was always under the impression that if you got sentenced to something that was less than a year, you served that in a county jail. And if it was a year or more, you normally serve that in a prison. Uh, but she, despite the fact that it only has a two-month sentence, is apparently getting sent to a federal prison. So uh, I guess that was something, I guess I was wrong. I was apparently told the wrong thing or believed the wrong thing. So I, apparently I don't know uh, how that works at all. Um, but I wonder how that's going to work out for her uh, two months in there. Uh, I want I guess it depends on what kind of federal prison it is. I'm sure it's minimum uh, custody or minimum security prison. Um, but uh, you guys think uh, Aunt Becky's going to be okay in there? You think uh, she's going to get like assaulted? Yeah, she's very, for, she's very pretty for an older lady. So you never know what's going to happen in there. Uh, you know, uh, almost all of my uh, knowledge and experience of female prisons comes from pornos. So I'm assuming that by you know, the end of the first night, she would have had sex with at least three different of the uh, female prisoners and two of her guards. So, um, and even if that's not true, that's what I'm going to believe. <laughs> That'll keep me warm tonight. Uh, so um, let's uh, keep uh, Aunt Becky in our prayers. Uh, on that note, I think we're going to call it a show. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, I want to thank Wolf Castle for calling in for a little while. I always ha appreciate the help. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Uh, oh, actually, no, we're not. We're not going to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah if I remember, uh, I, I sh I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but uh, I'm not going to do shows on Mondays anymore. I, I need one day off to decompress and not have to worry about shit. So that's going to be Monday. So I will see you guys on Tuesday at 6 o'clock. We're going to do the shit all over again. Uh, until next time, I'm Passive J, and you guys have yourself a great day.